Hey, everybody, who's glad to be at church today? Can, can we just give it up for Jesus today? Yeah. Hey, I'm thankful that you're here, and that while, we're, while we're in that kind of mood of clapping, and just, can we just welcome everybody online today as well? Wherever you're watching from, we're glad you're with us today. Thankful to have you part of our church family, and, and one of the things I love to do is, is just point the way, clear the path for us, um, because the Bible says that that when people can't see what God is doing, they actually stumble all over themselves, right? And it says, without vision, people perish. The message paraphrase says, they stumble all over themselves. And as the pastor, I just don't want you stumbling. That's all. I just don't want you stumbling. So I'm going to point the way, kind of tell you what's coming up over the next few weeks because, because it matters, all right? These things matter. We, uh, like, and I want you to be involved in it. The first thing I want to tell you about is serve day is coming up, the biggest serve day of the year coming up this coming Saturday, all right? And so if, if you're kind of new to church and you're like, man, what's serve day about? Why, you know, what, what's the big deal? Uh, you know, one of the reasons you may have heard about City Hope is because we aren't just a church within the walls. Come on, somebody. We get outside of the walls. We go. We make a difference. We do what we can. And so one of, one of the ways we do that is a, a first Saturday of every month we're serving, in July, we do a, just an all-call. So this Saturday is an all-call. Y'all know what that is, right? All y'all. That's, that's what it is. All-call is everybody coming uh, to serve. And, and even if you would say, man, that's just not my thing. That's not my, that's not my, my gig. I, just, I don't really get into that. Do it anyway. I'm telling you, there's something about serving other people. There's something about putting them first using the things that God's put inside of you to make a difference. And all the people who've done it before said, amen, right? It is, it is so good. So, um, and what's really cool about this this year is that in, um, Serve Day will be happening in every time zone around the world. Think about that for a minute. That on this coming Saturday, every, every continent, every time zone or around, like it, there's, there's gonna be Serve happening that day. That's pretty incredible that we get to be a part of that. So, so that's happening this, um, this weekend, 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. right here, and uh, we'll, we'll feed you breakfast. We got coffee for you, because we know it's your, off it's your off day, so we got you covered. And uh, those red shirts will be available as well. In fact, if you want to stop by the serve uh, table out there in the lobby on your way out today, you can go ahead and pick up that serve shirt, and, and in your worship guide is um, just a, a quick insert on ways that you can show acts of kindness and some of the projects that we have available. You can take a look at that, take it home with you. But also, I would say download the Serve Day app, okay? If you're going to serve, download that app because that's where you're going to find out all of the different projects that are available. Who's the contact for? What do you need to bring? Is there anything special? Is it going to be indoors, outdoors? Uh, can I bring the kids, right? All of those things you'll find out about there. Okay, second thing, one of my favorite times of the year is... 21 days of prayer coming up August 7th through the 27th. Some of y'all are like, man, why y'all excited about prayer? Well, we're not just excited about prayer. We're excited about prayer at 6 o'clock in the morning. We're excited about that. It's just, I'm telling you, it is, there's nothing like it. It refocuses us. Coming out of this kind of busy season, we've been, we, you know, summertime, we get out of routine. We get out of, we get out of kilter a little bit. And so 21 days of prayer brings us back to what's important and focuses us on, on this fall season. And then, of course, baptism. Water baptisms happening today after every service. I think there's already been uh, four or five uh, baptisms already today. And so if you have given your life to Christ, um, 
it doesn't matter at which, at which point in your life you gave your life to Christ, but this year, nearly 300 of you have already said, yeah, yeah to Jesus. It, it, City Hope right here. So yeah, let's follow that up. Let's take a next step. Let's take a next step. The next thing Jesus would say is, hey, you need to be water baptized. It's, it's, uh, um, it's uh, a declaration of your faith, just saying, hey, I've gone all in. I've given my life to Christ. The old has gone. The new has come. And so we've got everything you need out there in the lobby uh, to, to be able to be baptized. If you didn't come prepared, we're prepared for you. All right? So we've got it. We've got it all set up for you. Okay. Now, that's, that's kind of where we're headed over the next few weeks. Today, I want to share a message that, uh, that's just burning in my heart. There's, there's one topic that I, I just love to preach on, and it is the topic that we're talking about today, serve. Like as we get ready for serve day, it's easy for me to just talk about serving other people because that's been foundational in our church from the very beginning. I mean, we've built this church on, we don't exist just for us. In fact, the church isn't this building we are the church, and we exist for people who aren't here yet. They haven't walked through these doors yet, and so, um, so I love to talk about that, and today, we're in part six of a series we're calling Running with the Giants, and it's, it's found uh, kind of based on our theme verse, which is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says that uh, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, okay, so you take that word witnesses. And he's not just talking about the, the great heroes of the faith who've gone on before us. He's also talking about your loved ones who've gone on to heaven. That you're, we're surrounded by them. They're looking down and they're going, man, come on, you can do this. Let's go. Come on, you got this. It, like, like imagine you're, you're, you're in the weight room and you're, you're benching and you got somebody. There's like you're about to give out, but there's this one guy over there going, one more. Just give me one more. And all of a sudden you're like, all right, you turn into the Hulk, right? Because you, you just you find that strength. That's the, what the witnesses are doing. These giants of the faith are saying, come on, man, you got this. Keep running. Don't give up. So because they're up there, they're, they've gone on before us. They've done what we're trying to do. We need to learn from them. We need to learn how they, how they threw off everything that hinders. How did they throw off the sin that easily entangles how did they run with perseverance the race that God had marked out for them? Because here's the thing. God has a race for every one of you. God has a purpose. There's something he's destined and he's called you to do. So what I want to teach us is how do we run that race? How do we, how do we not give up? And, and so over the last few weeks, we've looked at these giants of the faith. Like, what if they could come out of heaven? Jacob, Joseph, Peter. Esther, Elijah, what if they could come out of heaven and they could take a lap of life with us? What would they say to us? What would they want us to know? How would they teach us to persevere? And so that's kind of the idea of this series. And today, we're going to talk about another lady. Last week, we talked about uh, Esther. Today, we're going to talk about Rebecca, all right? Rebecca, she's, she's kind of an obscure lady in the Bible. She's there, not a lot about her, but Here's what, what we do know is that she's the, the mother of Jacob, the grandmother of Joseph, and the daughter-in-law of Abe, Abraham, right? The daughter-in-law of Abraham. And so we've got to know a little bit of Abraham's story to get her story. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to give you the backstory of Abraham. Abraham had been promised by God, you're going to be the father of many nations, I'm, I'm going to make you so rich. I'm going to bless you in such a way. I'm going to give you so many descendants that 
It's going to be like the sands on the shore or the stars in the sky. You're not going to be able to count these descendants. And so here's Abraham at 100 years old, and he ain't got no kids. <laughs> he doesn't have any kids with his wife, Sarah. So God, how are, you going, how, are you, how are you going to make this work, God, when I don't even have a son? And when he's 100 and she's in her old age, she gives birth to Isaac. All right? Well, fast forward years from, from that point. Isaac is now a grown man, and I think Abraham's starting to get a little concerned. Like, God, you told me, you promised me that this was going to happen. You promised me that I was going to have, I was going to be the father of many nations, and I've only got one son. And we kind of, we're too old to have any more kids, God, and, and he's not even married yet. So how's this going to work? And, and uh, so what Abraham does is he steps in like any good father would, and he arranges a marriage for his son, all right? And that's actually, that was part of the culture, that they, they did arrange marriages. And so Abraham didn't want Isaac to marry any of the local ladies. So he said to his servant, hey, I want you to load the camels. I want you to go to my homeland, go back to Syria, to my people, and find a wife for Isaac from there. And I would just stop and say, I don't recommend finding a wife from your relatives. That, just, they did that then, but we're not doing that now, right? It's just different culture, different time. And so, so the, the, the servant loads up the camels, 10 camels, and he goes to this distant land to find Isaac a wife. Now, how many of you know that that takes some trust from Isaac? Right? Like, Dad, what if I don't like her? <laughs> What if you bring back somebody that I'm not that crazy about? What if she is crazy, God? Well, what if she's crazy, Dad? Like, what, 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 what am I supposed to do? What if she doesn't like me? And so there's probably all these questions in his mind. And the, the, the servant goes to the distant land to find Isaac a wife. And this is where we pick up the story in the Bible, Genesis chapter 24. It says that then the servant prayed. And I just highlighted that word because I, I think if you're facing something, if you're in the middle of a situation, if you need answers, if you're asking God to make things clear, th th you probably should pray, right? First thing you should do. Don't let it be the last thing. Let it be the first thing that you do is pray. And so he says, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today. Would, would you show kindness to my master Abraham? See, I, I'm standing beside the spring, and, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. So to give you context here, in those days, it was the women who would go to the well to, to get the water. Okay, that's, what they, that's, that's the way they did it back then. And so the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw the water. And as he's praying, he's praying, he's doing what's called a fleece. He's kind of giving this fleece before God. And he says, God, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. And, and that is a common prayer throughout the Old Testament. You don't see it in the New Testament. Do you know why? Because we have the Holy Spirit. So like we don't, we don't need to just throw out a fleece because the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us and direct us and speak to us. Come on. He's with us. And so he throws out this fleece. If you'll do this, then I'll do this. All right, so here's the prayer. He says, may it be that when I say to a young woman, hey, would you give me a drink? God, man, I'm thirsty. Would you give me a drink? And she says, oh, absolutely. Drink, and I'll even water your camels too. Lord, let her be the one that you've chosen for your servant Isaac. 
All right? So, so I want you to th- know this, that in those days, it would have been expected and appropriate for her to offer a stranger water. That wasn't out of the ordinary. I mean, the same thing we would do. If we, if we saw someone who was thirsty, we'd say, hey, man, here's a water. So that was expected, and it was, it was fine. But what was not expected was for them to water the traveler's animals. And so the servant is saying, I'll know that she's the one for Isaac if she'll go above just a little menial task. I'll know that she's the one if she won't just settle, if, if, she, if she'll go above and beyond, if she won't just do the bare minimum. Are you following me? Okay, so he says, if this will happen, God, if, if you'll do this, then I'll know that you've shown kindness to my master. All right. So before he had finished praying, Rebecca came out with, with her jar on her shoulder. Imagine a, somewhere between a two and a five-gallon jar of water, like a, a five-gallon bucket. Ladies, you're carrying that on your shoulder with water, full of water. So you know what that means? She was ripped. <laughs> it means she had, she had some guns. Sun's out, gun's out. It's like... Hey, do you, did you guys get the tickets? What tickets? To the gun show, right? This is the, she's, she's got some muscles because that's what the girls do. They, go, they, they would go get the water, right? So he sees her coming out, and uh, she's got the, the, the five-gallon jug on her shoulder, and the servant hurries to her, and he says, Hey, would you, would you give me a little water from your jar? And she says, Drink, my lord. And she quickly lowered the jar to her, her hands and gave him a drink. Okay, so she did that part. That was the easy part. That was the expected part. But then she says, I'll tell you what, I'll even draw water for your camels too and, until they've had enough to drink. Now, this is a pretty big deal because she doesn't just have a faucet she can turn on. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not like she just drags the water hose over to the trough and, and flips it on and she's like, I'll come back in a couple hours, check on you, just see how it's going. I mean, this is a big deal. It goes on and says that she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and she drew enough for all of his camels. So this is huge. This is a big thing for her to do this. And it gives, it gives the servant like peace to know this is, this, is who I, this is who I should propose to for my master, right? So watch what happens here. Um, let me show you how big of a deal this is, okay? How many camels did the servant take with him? Ten. Ten camels. Okay, so ten camels at 20 gallons per camel is 200 gallons of water. So we, we know it's easy for camels to drink like 25 gallons in a sitting. That's not a big deal. So 200 gallons times a five-gallon jar is 40 trips to the well and back. Forty trips at three minutes each is like two hours she spends out there watering this stranger's camels. Do you know what she did? She went above and beyond what was asked of her. And this is, this, is what I, this is what the servant was praying for. I think he was really praying, God, would you show me someone who's going to love my master, who's going to take care of my, my, my master, Isaac? Would you, would you show me someone who's not just going to do the bare minimum? They're not just going to enter this relationship because it's a good, it's a good uh, hookup on Match.com. No, no, it's more than that. More than that. Lord, would you show me someone who's going to serve? who's going to have the attitude of somebody who will go above and 
beyond. And so her, her attitude, by the way, I think is in stark contrast to our culture today. Because our culture today is one that says, hey, what's the least that I could do and still get by with it? Our culture today is, hey, uh, hey boss man, uh, do, you, do, you mind, do you mind if I, if I uh, knock off an hour early today? And he goes, well, you're only scheduled to work an hour. What are you talking about? And, like, show up and work. Like, or, or, hey, I was hoping that maybe, maybe I could, you let me go a few minutes early. I got some stuff I want to do. No, the, the attitude that we ought to have is one that says, hey, you know what? I took care of some things. I know you didn't ask me to do this, but I saw some needs over here, and I, I saw some things over here, and if it'd be okay, I'd like to do this if, it, if it'd be okay with you. It's someone who goes above and beyond what's asked, and this is her attitude. It's not to just do what's required, but to, to go above and to go beyond, and so I think if Rebecca could come down to the earth, she could walk a lap of life with us. I think she would say, when you see people in need, when you see someone who's vulnerable, they're marginalized, they're underserved, they're, under, they're under-resourced, when you see somebody who, who has needs that you know you can meet, hey, don't just do the bare minimum, no, go the extra mile. Everybody say, go the extra mile. Yeah, go the extra mile. This is what she would teach us. And so here's... Here's Rebecca, all right? Let me give you the rest of the story. Because when, when, the, when the servant sees this, he starts unloading his camel. And he, he, he gives Rebecca a gold nose ring, gives her some gold bracelets. And she says yes before she even knows what Isaac looks like. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, I don't even know where you're taking me or where I'm going or who this man is. But yes, I'll go. Because you, you gave me some bling, right? You, you, you gave me... And so, guys, I just want to help you for a second. Um, This is something, this is a tradition thousands of years old. Women like jewelry. Okay, just fact. Women like jewelry. So, uh, so if you really want to impress the lady, if you really want to, if you really want to do something special for the lady, go out and get some fresh drip, right? You just get, get that's something that young people say, that's, uh, you know. Get some, get some drip for her, her wrist, you know, necklace, right? Get, get some gold, get some silver. And all the ladies said, Amen. yes, they would appreciate it. They know. Man, it, 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 happy wife, happy life, right? It's just that, it's the way it goes. So, so here, here she is. She says, yes. She, b- before she even meets Isaac, before she even knows what he looks like, just, just because she was willing to go the extra mile. The servant says, this is the girl. He proposes to her on behalf of Isaac. She says yes, goes back to, uh, to, to Isaac, marries Isaac. Oh, and by the way, this one event, this one event where she went above and beyond, where she chose to serve, was, it, it took her to a place in life where she became the great, 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 grandmother of Jesus Christ. So I think that's pretty incredible that one moment of serve set her up to be the great grandmother of Jesus to the 37th power. It's pretty incredible. She's now in the bloodline of Jesus for one act of service. 
for, one, for, 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 one, for just one moment of saying, you know what, I'm going to deny myself. I'd rather be back home, but I'm going to take care of this stranger. I'm going to meet his needs. Are you following me? Okay, all right. So here we go. Uh, because it's serve day weekend, I wanted to take this weekend and I wanted to give you a serve message to kind of inspire us a little bit. So I have three sets of lists that I want to give you. In your notes, you, you, if you're following along, you can take notes with me. The, the first set is, is like how your uh, three ways that your serve shows up, okay? Second list is three things that, that, three principles that Rebecca would want us to know. And then the last list is her last words to us, okay? So I'm going to show you how your serve shows up. Three ways. Number one, in your notes, your serve shows up in your time. It shows up in your time. Um, a lot of people, and maybe, maybe not you, but maybe somebody sitting next to you, all right? A lot of people would say, man, I would love to serve. I'd love to be on the dream team. I would love to be involved in some way. I would love to use my gifts. and I would love to do all of that. I just don't have enough time. And, and I think it's my, one, one of my roles as the pastor is to lead you and feed you, okay? To kind of take you down some paths. And, and sometimes, sometimes the, the, the pastor, he's, he's got a shepherd's staff and, and a shepherd, uh, he, he directs and he protects and sometimes he corrects, right? And so I would just say, if you're, if you're a person who would say, I just don't have the time, I might lovingly say, hey, look, we all have the same amount of time. Every one of us, we have the same amount of time. It's just that some of us prioritize it differently. Some of us maybe manage it a little bit differently. Now, let me give it to you like this. All right. Uh, imagine that uh, tonight at midnight and for the rest of your life, I gave you $86,400. Every night at midnight is going to be there like clockwork. It's, you're never going to have to worry. On weekends, on holidays, every night at midnight, you're going to get a fresh $86,400. Who wants to sign up for that, right? We would all sign up for that. So, okay, now, so, so that's it. You can use that money however you want to use it. You can spend it however you want to spend it. You can, you can blow it. You can, sl you, you, you can invest it. You can do whatever you want to with it, but there's one thing you can't do, and that is you can't roll it over to the next day. You have to spend every bit of it. If you don't spend it, you lose it. You lose every bit of it. Now, now imagine this. Uh, could, could, you, could you do it? Just think about it. Could you do it? If you could do it, raise your hand. You could get rid of $86,400 a day. Okay? Um, all right, now, you do have $86,000. 400 seconds every day of your life and you can spend it however you want to spend it you can use it you can invest it you can use it to make a difference in people you can you can bless other people with that time i mean you you, you can sleep that time away you can waste it i mean it's yours to do whatever you want to do but here's one thing you can't do you can't roll it over till tomorrow you can't save it for a rainy day it's gone. At midnight, it's gone. And so here, here's what I'm asking today. How are you using your time? How are you using your time to serve other people? Are you making a difference? Are you putting a focus on other people? Or is it all about you? And there are times where we focus on us, but there's, there's a time when it comes like, you know what? The best way for me to focus on me is to actually help somebody else. 
As strange as that sounds, I'm telling you, there's power in a project. There's power in serving other people. Amen? All right. All right. Here's the second way. The, the second way your serve shows up is through talent. It's talent. It's what God has put inside of you. Every one of you in this room today, God has gifted you. He's put talents inside of you. He's given you gifts and passions. And there are things that he has stirred up. The Bible says that when you were in your mother's womb, he was working in you, that he was creating you wonderfully complex, giving you gifts and talents. You don't just have one gift, you have multiple gifts. And some of you today, you would say, well, not me. I don't have anything. I, I don't, have, any, I don't th- have anything to give. I would tell you, hey, you, you are a 10 at something. You're a 10 at something. You know, sometimes people want to be on the, the worship team, right? And the thing about being on the worship team is you have to be gifted as well as passionate, right? You can't just be passionate. You've you, you got to be passionate and gifted. Otherwise, it might sound like a coyote in a trash compactor. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've got to... Got to have both there. And that's why it's important to, to serve where you're gifted and passionate. Some of you are like, man, I would serve in kids, but I hate kids. Well, don't serve back there. We don't want you back there. Wouldn't be a good idea, right? So we, we, we want you to serve in where you're gifted and passionate. And the best way that you can do that is actually through the dream team. Going to, going to the growth track. Today was step one of the growth track where we, we talk about vision and values and who do I answer to as, a, as the pastor here? What's, what's the financials look like at this church? How do we, how do, we do with that? Who am I accountable to? We, we give an opportunity for church membership. But next Sunday is about finding out your passions and your purpose. And there's nothing more that we would love to do than to help you find out what you're gifted at, what you're passionate about, how you can use that to make a difference in the kingdom of God. Amen? So, so listen, so, some of you, it's just time for you to take that step. It's time for you to, you say, well, I just haven't had time. I just haven't had time to go to growth track. I've been going here for a couple years, and it's just not worked out for me to go to the growth track. All right, it's time. Next Sunday, it's time. Everybody say, it's time. It's time. Do it. Go, go, go through with it. Just, just put it on the calendar and make it, make it happen. All right? Make it happen. Here, here's the third thing. Uh, your serve shows up in ta- time, talent, but also it shows up in treasure. It shows up in your treasure, all right? So treasure's not just about what you accumulate on earth. It's about what you store up in heaven. If you can catch this one principle, I promise you it will change the way you use your resources. If you can understand that it's not just about what you accumulate here, but it's about what you store up in heaven, changes everything. It kind of reminds me of um, this guy uh, he, he made a ton of money, made a lot of money, and he was in love with his money, honestly. So much so that when he, went, like, bef- before he died, he told his wife, he said, hey, when I die, I want you to, I want you to put all of my money in the, in the casket with me. Put all of it in the casket. And uh, he said, I just want to be buried with all of my, all of my stuff. And so um, years later, it came time, he was on his deathbed. And, and uh, his, he called his wife. He said, no, remember, remember, you promised me that you would put all of my money in this casket when I die. I want to be buried with all of it. And she said, I promise you, I'll do it. And so at the funeral, uh, they're about to close the casket. And she, she took up a, a box, as big a box as would fit in the casket. And she, she 
put that box on top of her husband laying there. They closed, closed the casket, and she went back and sat down, and her friend said, did you seriously do that? I mean, what a, I mean you're such an honoring woman that you would, you, would give, you would honor his dying request. Did you put all the money in there? She said, absolutely. I wrote him a check. That's the way to do it. That's the way you do it right there. <laughs> Wrote him a check. All right. What's the problem with this? The guy, he loved his stuff too much, didn't he? And she was smart. She was a smart lady. All right. So here, here's the thing. Um, Jesus would say, hey, don't store up treasures for yourselves. Why? If, if all we do, if all we care about is accumulating stuff for us, listen, it's going to rust, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rot, and thieves will break in and steal it one day. So Jesus says, don't do that, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And, and, and when, the word he's using there for treasures is not things, it's not silver and gold, it's people. He says, use your worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself in heaven. What's he talking about? Use your wealth, use your treasures to get people to heaven so that when you die and when you come to heaven, you'll have some people who will welcome you there. That's what he said. And, and so build up the treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and where the thief who comes only to steal, kill, and destroy cannot break in and do it. Because what? They're in heaven. You've, got, you've used your resources to get people from earth to heaven. Populate heaven and plunder hell. Amen? So that's, that's, that's the first thing, okay? It's, that's how our resources show up is time, talent, and treasure. And I, I just don't want us to mistake that, that like I, I want us to know and understand that, that God expects a lifestyle of generosity out of us, not just within the church, not just tithing and giving here. I'm talking about in how you live outside of the walls of this church, right? Your, your acts of kindness, intentional and random, that he wants us to live a generous life. And so in your worship guide, there's a, there's a, a little sheet in there today that tells you all the serve projects. It even tells you some ways that you can show random acts of kindness to people this week. So here's what I want you to do. On your way out, you can stop by the serve table, but on your way out, there's a, there's a stand out there that has God loves you cards, and I would love for you to just take a bunch of those. And this week, when you're driving through the drive-thru, as weird as it sounds, as crazy as you think it might be, pay for the car behind you. Pay for them and just say, hey, would you give them this God loves you card? Just let them know that I love them and God does too. Or maybe you're driving through the drive-thru. And, and your order is $6.84 or maybe with inflation, $8.92, whatever, right? But you give them a 20 and, and you just tell that cashier at the window, you say, hey, listen, you just keep the change for yourself. For me? Yeah. Yeah, just for you. Because I want you to know I see you. And let me tell you, God does too. Do you know what that does for a person? Because you have no idea what they've thought about that morning, what they've prayed about. God, do you even see me? And then some random guy coming through the drive-thru says, I see you. And God does too. And I'm telling you, people will walk through the doors of this church because of a free hamburger somewhere or because somebody bought them a latte in line or because somebody handed them a, ball, a, a, a cold bottle of water. I'm telling you, it makes a difference in their lives. And so we've all been called to be generous and, and, and to, to use our, our gifts and our talents, time, talent, treasure. So 
So some people have gifts of hospitality, service, leadership, administration. There's actually a gift in the Bible called the gift of giving. And while I'm talking about treasure, I, I, I want to I just... I want to talk about this gift for a minute because some of you have been gifted to be a blessing to other people, to accelerate things. And I don't even mean from like, I'm not even talking about an amount of money as much as it is a spiritual gift. It's not just about the money, it's about the sacrifice that you're willing to make to help people. And I want to give you an opportunity today. I don't ever do this, but um, this week we're talking about motion conference which is coming up in a few weeks. We've got a bunch of people going to Motion. Almost 50 people already signed up to go to Motion, which is the largest youth conference in America, happening in Birmingham in just a couple of weeks. And um, we, this is our second year to take our students. Last year we took a group, and, um, and it, it revolutionizes our young people. I'm telling you, it sets them on fire. They come back on fire. In fact, my prayer is that they'll come back with callings, that some of them will say, you know what, I feel called to the ministry. This happened last year, and, and uh, I want to I report to you that one of the girls who went last year came back and has decided since then to pursue full-time ministry in, in worship ministry. And so City Hope Church, you are sponsoring her. You are scholarshipping her to go to Highlands College starting this fall so she can pursue a, a, a ministry. That's incredible. All because of a conference that they went to. Oh, a conference. Oh, it's so much more than that, right? So, so, so here's the thing. Um, we have several students who still need to be sponsored. They're, they're looking for maybe scholarships. So that it costs them $450 per, per student to go. It's expensive. And so um, there's, a, there's a, a, a handful of students who still need to be scholarshiped. And so I'm telling you because I know that there's some of you you would tell me if you you would say, Pastor Ben, if you would tell me, I would we we could give towards that. We could help. We could we could sponsor a kid. We could help send somebody, and and so I'm telling you that so that if God puts that on your heart, you just follow the leading of the Lord. You just do whatever He asks you to do. In fact, we have six spaces still available on the, for the Motion Conference. So if you're a middle schooler or high schooler, and you're not signed up yet. First come, first serve. We want, we want you to get there. We want you to experience God in a, in a fresh and powerful way. Don't you think that'd be incredible? Let's get them there. Let's do what we can to, to store up treasures. Why? Because we might send the next Billy Graham. To, come on, somebody. Do, do you believe that? We might, send the, we might send the next Chris Tomlin. We might send the next, um, the, the, the next great revival movement in, in America. We might send that person. And, you're, and you making a difference. I'm telling you, it changes when you store up treasures in heaven. It can change the future. All right, so that's, that's the first three I would give you. Your serve shows up time, talent, treasure, okay? If you want to give towards motion, by the way, it's, you can do it online. Just select motion conference, all right? So here's, here's the next one. Um, the Rebecca principle, three things we learned from her. She would tell us, okay, if you're going if, if to serve people, you can't serve them and be critical at the same time. I'm going to give you a couple of examples <laughs> about what I mean. Because, because a lot of times we step into situations where we don't understand what people have been through. We don't understand what they're going through. We don't, we don't understand how they ended up. And it doesn't matter, quite honestly, how they ended up where they are. But here's what you need to know. You can't, like, the very nature of serving is 
without strings attached. You can't serve someone and expect to gain control of something. Or you can't serve someone and expect to get something in return. That's not service. That's not, that's not serving. And so what will happen if you're not careful is you'll find yourself out there on Saturday. And maybe, maybe you're in some, somebody's house and you're painting and, and, and you say, well, if they bought a smaller TV, maybe they wouldn't have to have us out here painting. They could afford to pay it themselves. Critical. Or you're out mowing somebody's yard, and you get, you get around to the backyard, and you say, well, th- if this guy wouldn't smoke two packs of cigarettes a day, well, maybe he wouldn't have to have us mowing his yard. He could afford to pay for it himself. You can't be critical and serve at the same time. Did you see how many beer cans is in his garbage can over there? I mean, if he wouldn't drink like that, he could afford No, 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 no. It doesn't It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they got to where they're at. It doesn't matter what's going on in their life. It doesn't matter where they're at, what got them to that place here. Let me tell you, what matters is I've been called by God to go make a difference, to use my gifts and my talents, and I'm not here to judge or be critical. I'm just here to say, God loves you, and I do too. That's all, that's all it is. And so we, she would say, you can't do both. She, she could have said that, right? She could have said that about the servant. This is not my problem. You should have brought your own water, right? <laughs> yeah, like that would have worked, right? We can't do it. All right, she would say, and, and Paul says it this way. He says, each man should give, think time, talent, treasure here. Give what he decided in his heart to give. Okay, don't give it reluctantly under compulsion because God doesn't, he doesn't want that. He wants you to serve however you serve cheerfully. He wants you to, he wants you to give your time, talent, and treasure willingly. And if you will do it willingly, he says that, that I'll bless you abundantly. He says, in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So, so Rebecca would say, get, get this one right. You can't be critical. Number two, she would say, you can't walk the second mile till you've walked the first mile. I've got to hurry. I'm, I'm behind. Okay, um... Can't, can't go the second mile until you've gone the first mile. What is this? This means you've got to be faithful where you are now. A lot of times in our American culture, we'll say things like, man, if I just had all the resources, if I, if I had all the funding, I would go out and I would provide back-to-school supplies for every kid in Wichita County. That's second-mile thinking. But what are you doing now? As your pastor, I'm just trying to give you a beep beep. Like I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to just, I'm lovingly saying, hey, we can't think second mile until, or what are we doing now? Are you helping any kids now? You, you care about feeding people. Are you feeding anybody now? Boy, if I had the money, I would do this. Hey, don't even think about that until you start making a difference right now with what you have. Because if you are faithful in the small things, then God will give you more. So you want to you give backpacks to the entire county of Wichita Falls? Start with two people. You be faithful with two, two kids that need backpacks? Then God will give you four. And then he'll, then he'll give you eight and 16, 32, 64. And my, my multiplication kind of runs out at that point there. 128. <laughs> you just keep going. But just be faithful. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm not trying to crush. I'm, I'm, please, I'm not trying to crush your dreams, 
But you have to be faithful in the small things because Jesus said, if, you're not, if I can't trust you with the little, I can't give you much. It, whoever I can trust with little things, I can trust them with much. But whoever is dishonest with the little, oh, if, if, uh, I, can't, I can't trust them with the big things. So l- l- let's make sure we understand the second mile is reserved for when we go the first mile. Let's go the first mile first. And, and Rebecca understood this because all Rebecca had was a water jug and some biceps. That's all she had. And she was faithful. All right, number three. Rebecca would say, you can't wait for the feeling to serve. You can't wait till you... F- I, just, I just don't feel like it, Pastor Ben. I just don't feel like waking up on Saturday. And there's some people who don't feel like waking up under a bridge. Man, I'm preaching. I, I, just, I just don't feel like, I don't feel like really investing my time and talent and treasure in this area of my life. And there's some people that, they, just, they, don't, they don't feel like being in the situation that they're in. But they're there. And they've got nobody to love them. Nobody to show the love of Christ to them. Nobody to give them a hand up. Nobody to just tell them that they're thinking about them. Can't wait for the feeling. Hey, I don't run, we don't run our lives on feelings, church. We live by principle, not pressure. All right? We, live, we, live, we, we make a decision. We say, you know what? I'm deciding in my heart. Family, we're getting up early this Saturday. I know it's our, I know it's our off day. I know we normally sleep in. But we're going to sacrifice some things that we would normally want. And we're going to go all in. We're going to show up ready to serve. We're getting that red shirt. We're going to sign up on the Serve Day app to make sure we know which project we're at. We're going to bring our tools. We're going to give our lives on behalf of somebody else this coming Saturday. It's a decision You have to make because choices lead, the feelings follow, all right? Jesus would say, where your treasure is, there your heart is. Okay, so wherever you're putting your time, your talent, and your treasure, that's where where your heart will follow. This often gets misquoted. we'll, We'll say, wherever your heart is, your treasure is. No, no, no. If you wanna know what has the most attention in your life, Look at your bank account. Look at where you're putting money. Look at where you're using your talents. That'll reveal where your heart is. So this is just an all call. Lovingly, as, as a shepherd here, I'm just trying to say, hey, it's time for us to serve and to know that even the smallest acts of service make a difference. You may feel like, man, I, nobody will notice that. Nobody cares if I do that. This this is not going to make a difference. This isn't going to help this person. But you have no idea. Jesus said it this way. He said that if, if you give even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, he says, be looking for your reward. If you just give a cup of cold water, this Saturday, we have teams that will literally, all they'll be doing is handing out cold water bottle and and you may think this is meaningless this isn't helping anybody this isn't changing anybody's life but I'm telling you I've heard the stories over and over again where people walk through the doors saying I was at a low point in my life and somebody handed me a cold water I was I was about 
I was, I was debating, should I just take my life? Because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a life worth living when somebody handed me a free hamburger. Come on, are you following me? The littlest things can change someone's life. And the last thing I think she would say is that when you serve others, you just need to know, you need to believe you're serving God. You're serving, you, you're serving Jesus. Um, one of the New Testament writers said that when you serve other people, you might just be entertaining angels, unaware. When you serve the least of these, Jesus says, whatever you did for the least of these, whatever you did for the, for the single mom who's struggling to make ends meet, she doesn't know how she's going to provide school supplies for the kids this year. Whenever you change the oil in that widow's car, she's 5,000 miles over and she doesn't have the resources to pay for it, but you showed up to change the oil. When you show up and you build a wheelchair ramp for an elderly man who hadn't been out of his house in months, You did it for Jesus. Last year for Serve Day, uh, we, a couple of us, a bunch of us actually, were over, um, I don't even remember what part of town it was, but we were, we were actually doing yard work. And the first house we were at was a house that we had been, been told it had roof damage. And uh, so we work with other organizations that will sometimes funnel projects to us. And, and so uh, we go to this house and we climb up on the roof and can't find any roof damage. Like, what's going on here? This, this isn't that. This, I mean, it's an old house, right? But it looks, it looks good. Nothing big. So then we go down and we knock on the door and an elderly man, a veteran, opens the door. And his house is just disarray. I mean, I, I, I thought we might as well just bulldoze this thing and start from the ground up, right? It was rough. In the middle of the summer, I mean, you know the, the kind of temperatures we've been having. It's going to be 104 degrees today. And parts of this man's ceiling are gone, no insulation. Just stuff strode everywhere. And then we saw the problem. <laughs> and all it took was for a couple guys to just like, well, hey, let's do something about this. What do we do? Well, hey, let's go get some sheetrock. Let's get some insulation. Hey, here's some supplies we need. And just within probably less than an hour, it was taken care of, everybody, by some guys who, some, some handymen. And like we, we just stepped in and we saw a need and we met a need. And I'm just telling you, there's thousands of stories like that across our community thousands and all they're doing is they're just waiting on somebody to notice somebody just to care and I'm calling us this Saturday hey let's let it be a benchmark moment for us hey let's show somebody Jesus loves you and we do too amen amen come on let's give God thanks today let's thank God 
would you bow your heads with me and uh, let me let me just um, close this out in prayer. I, I want to pray specifically, honestly, for those of you who are here and uh, and you're far from God. Um, maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus, and I, I know that this is a message where, like, uh, like it's been about serving other people. And maybe that's what's on your mind right now. But if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, can I, can I just tell you that God doesn't care. It doesn't matter to him what you do for him. In your time and your talent and your treasure. If you don't have a relationship with him. The most important thing for you today before you leave these, these grounds is for you to engage and embark in a new relationship with Jesus Christ. And what that requires is you saying, okay, I'm going to bow out. I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life, to lead me, to guide me, to be my Lord, my Savior. And you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know all the details. All, all, All it requires is a complete surrender to Jesus today. And he'll point the way and clear the path for you from here on out. We will too as a church. So if that's you, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, but you want to, you're ready to to begin a new relationship with Jesus today. On the count of three, I want you to boldly lift your hand up, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If that's you, one, two, three, I'm ready to go all in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Who else would say that's me, Ben? I'm ready to go all in. Thank you. Hey, I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud of every single one of you. Who else would say that's me? I'm going all in. Amen. Thank you. Anybody else? All right. I see you up top. Anybody else? All right. See you back here. Come on, let's say this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I'm sorry for doing things my way. Will you forgive me? Will you cleanse me? Wash me. Make me new. Give me a fresh start, a new beginning. And from this day forward, I'll follow you and I'll serve you the best that I know how. Thank you for being my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.